also praying for the people of Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. And we also love Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, I'm not really much for political polls. But um, what you said, just said right there, is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought, Mr. Trump. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny where you're speaking with an accent when your wife is an immigrant herself from another country. But that I digress. Um, there's a time and a place for everything and with fake accents and... What you're doing right now with Puerto Rico and your time to help out, you're not funny. Not at all. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. No. Why you don't own a TV? Um, I just don't have. Well, I feel like I would have time to watch TV, but I use it for other things. Like I, I, I like to go for jogs or just going for walks or being outside. I, I love being outside. Yeah. If, if I could live outside, then I would. Oh. But I mean, I need, I, I need all the essentials, like a bed. <laughs> of course a, a roof over my head well so you're like an outdoorsy like you're outdoorsy you like yeah. camping or oh, you like camping and all that um i like camping uh i don't like to do it like on a regular basis but i mean if, if i were to like music festival like one of those film festivals or anything like anything that i could camp outside and i'll be fine yeah, well, Wisconsin is big on music festivals with the country, the country thunder. They have a lot of big country artists that come here in the summertime for like the big music festivals and stuff. But nice. I've never been to a country festival. I've never been a country concert. I'm not a big country person. Um, my favorite form of music is like funk. I yeah. like funky beats and funky bass and okay. a good drum and going out here and living here in Tulsa. Uh, this, the music scene here is so fucking great. Like, yeah. it's so great. Like, you can go anywhere, in any bar, and there's open jams. There's local bands coming through. They're all really talented. But I'm, I am going to miss whenever I leave. Oh, how long How long are you going to stay at Tulsa? Are you there for a time being? or? Um, I'm thinking about being here for, like, maybe another few months i'm planning on moving down to like the dallas fort worth area the beginning of the year oh really what's in that wow what's in dallas that makes you want to move um well i've been wrestling a little bit more in texas um i feel like i would get better wrestling training from the schools down there because there's not much here in tulsa even oklahoma um to like kind of give you an example, there's only like five of us girls that work in Oklahoma, and we work each other all the time. Wow. Uh, which I I love all of them individually, but you know we're all trying to get out of Oklahoma, trying to work new people, and you know my my, my colleagues have done 
pretty well at getting her name out there, especially Skylar Slice. Like she's been in Colorado, Florida, and she debuted in Mississippi within mm-hmm. the past few months. So she's doing really good. Oh hi, Butterfly. Oh, who are the other girls you work with in um, Tulsa? Um, the only girl in Tulsa is Skylar Slice. The, the, the only wow, and yourself. That's Just it. me and Skylar, yeah. Wow. Um, N- N- Nikki Knight lives in like oh, Oklahoma City area. So lives in somewhere near Tulsa, but she doesn't live in Tulsa. But it's just all five of us, and within like a two hundred mile radius. Oh, so how, how how did you get involved in wrestling? I'm I'm always fascinated with women getting involved in wrestling. Like, how did you get involved in it? Um. It was a year and a half ago. Uh, they, there's a wrestling promotion here called Compound Pro Wrestling. Uh-huh. And they had wrestling shows that I didn't even know there was a wrestling show here. And I've, I've always liked professional wrestling. And then when I found out there was a local one in Tulsa, I was like, oh, shit. Let me, and I asked all of my friends, my girlfriends, my guy friends, no one wanted to go because they either wanted to go see a band play or they... I don't know, want to go to the casino. Um, so I went to the compound shows. I went to five in a row every Saturday mm-hmm. until I made that decision. I was like, you know, like I went there just to fill out the story, fill out the characters, you know, everything else. It was like, it's like in a small back room in an athletic center where other like teams go and practice. Mm-hmm. And it's like the small room, they had a small ring. It's still, it's still in the same building. And I went there, and then I, after the fifth show, I stayed afterwards, and I introduced myself to the ring announcer, and he introduced me to the promoter, Booker, and then I went to training, like, a few days later, and I've just been training since then. Wow. So, um, how was the training like for you, and have you always been, like, an athlete? Like, a, like you know, have you always been into sports, or...? I've never been into sports. I've never been <laughs> athlete. You're talking to a high school dropout. What? Uh, wow. I played, I, yeah, I played some sports, uh, but never really stuck because, I mean, I just, I moved a lot and everything and just kind of gave like a little bit of background. I grew up in foster care. So it was very hard to um, stick with something. And even, even then as a young teenager, like all I wanted to do was uh, hang out with my friends, go drink or do drugs or something and not go to class. Like, that was my agenda because, again, I was in foster care. What are they going to do? Spank me? They're going to ground me? Mm. They're going to send me somewhere else? Okay, I'm still going to be doing the same thing. But the only thing that really stuck was professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. And that's what always kept me very interested. Um, I I, I like to make the joke of I'm, I'm kind of an athlete because I like to run, especially for my problems and the police when I was like doing uh, vandalizing the schools and everything and not being at like the group home that's supposed to be at. Um, but yeah, I, I've always liked running. Mm-hmm. I've, I have good stamina. Um, I can keep, keep going, keep pushing myself. So I kind of uh, transfer that into training because it was a lot of cardio that I did not expect it to be. Like a lot of jump, like dropping down to your stomach and getting back on your feet real quick and hitting the ropes and then doing a lot of uh, those sort of drills. Um, but when I first started training, my trainer, uh, Canadian Red Devil, 
he trained me. He's taught me how to do like simple like lock up and like hammer lock, wrist lock, waist lock, and we did that. And for about two and a half months, I didn't step foot into a ring until like my third month of training because he didn't want to like most like most uh, training schools would just kind of throw you in there and just like take your money or they wouldn't help you get to where you need to be, especially being a girl. Um, but he was very patient with me and it wasn't until my, yeah, my third month is when I got into the ring, actually started taking bumps and converting what he taught me outside of the ring, inside the ring. It, um, was, a, it was a long process. As well. I'm fascinated when you're talking about you was in the foster program. Um, what, what, how did it happen that you got into the foster program? Uh, shitty parents. <laughs> <laughs> got- um, yeah, just, you know, um, you know, emotionally, physically uh, abusive family members that were staying in the same foster home. Uh-huh. I mean, not foster home, same home. Okay. And, you know, my mom just working a whole lot, being a single mother, wasn't hardly ever there. And if she was there, she kind of just, you know, turned away as if, you know. Nothing happened. She didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And it got, well, I was 12. And I was very frustrated, very upset, very disappointed in her. And I just went and I went to the school and I told on basically everyone, got taken away. And then I think that's whenever I started to get a little bit more wild. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I got a lot more wild. Uh, but I didn't really start calming down until like two years before I started training to be a wrestler. Wow. Um, you know, training and, you know, dealing with your personal situation. Um, was this something you was totally focused on when you got into it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, it, it was more, I was more determined to do it because I've always wanted to do it. And I've always had, like, uh, former boyfriends kind of make fun of me and shoot me down for it. It's like, oh, I'm going to leave you if you ever become one of those people. And, <laughs> you know, having, like, yeah. And then, like, uh, when I mentioned that to my mother, uh, she said, well, I feel like you should get a degree first and then do that. Mm-hmm. Mind you, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm more street smart than I am book smart. Um, but I just don't have the patience to be in a classroom learning these new things. Um, I, I did go back and got my diploma. I was actually court ordered to go to this place here in town. It's called Job Corps. Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah. yeah. I had to go there because no other shelters or foster homes wanted me because of my record. And so I was had to go there when I was 16 until I was 18. Wow. So, yeah, that was, well, it, it was a little bit fun because there wasn't that much supervision. I could, I got, you know, uh, I, I rubbed shoulders with the security folks and, you know, they let me go and come back even though I was underage and I had to have permission from the state. Uh, but they were pretty cool. They, they trusted me, went, left campus, came back, um, I did go to college. I went to, like, a junior college in the middle of nowhere to Warner, Oklahoma. It's literally in the middle of nowhere. I can name all the stores, count on two hands, that was in the town. And all that was there to do was, you know, drink, go back roading, and create chaos, which I did. (laughs) Wow, like, (laughs) what, what was the most, like, craziest shit, like, you ever pulled being, like, a juvenile delinquent, like you said you was? Like, what's the most craziest shit you ever did? 
police officer when I was about 14. What the and I got into a school fight, like, the day I get, got back from suspension from being a previous fight. Um, and I, I refused to go home. I refused to go to the detention center. I refused everything. And I just got really frustrated. And I just got my backpack. And I started hitting the police officer with it, saying, I'm not going. And then I took off. Of course, he caught me. And, of course, I went to the 24-hour lockdown detention center. And, of course, my foster parent at the time, like, left me there to, like, treat me a lesson, which was, it's in, like, Muskogee, Oklahoma. And I don't know what it's called, but there's, like, a shelter connect to it. And you have, like, this little, it's not a holding cell, but it's basically a holding cell because the benches are, like, nailed to the ground. Yeah. And they keep the lights on. Like these UV fluorescent lights on 24-7. They give you like this really thin mattress and like a really like dingy, itchy blanket. Oh, and shit. most like on during the day, like the guys and girls would be in there. Yeah. But there was only two benches in there. And we all had to like sit there and just think about what we've done. And just sit there until like the, our foster parents decided to come and take us out. Oh, man, that's crazy. You had a crazy, so far, hearing about your story, you had a crazy story so far. Wow. Yeah, I, I even escaped one time. I, I, had, I had to go to that uh, detention center about four times. And the last time I went, I escaped. I just pushed myself through. And it was actually pretty, uh, like, my adrenaline was, like, rushing because I, I, I got the door open. And then two, two other guys were behind me. Just they just followed my lead. They just went out. They didn't want to be there anymore. Um, I didn't make it too far. I was, I was like hiding in some bushes uh, until I heard the police officer that they're going to let their dogs out, and I heard dogs barking. And I was like, I'm I'm out. I surrendered. Like I went out from under the bush. I was like, no, I'm not going to be attacked by any dogs. Oh. Not tonight. Oh so, my. But they, they they got me within they they got me within like 30 minutes. 30 so minutes? I didn't make yeah. it too far. Yeah, I didn't make it too far. All I did was just, like, have someone do more paperwork. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, um, do you miss your bad girl activities sometimes, or you're very calm now, a little bit wiser? I'm definitely more wiser. I have a lot more patience. Like, um, I don't let anything else get to me. Like, before then, if some, like, some chick or dude, like, started talking crazy to me my first reaction was like throw a chair at them or spit on them yeah. just because i was just like very like um i wasn't raised right like yeah. i did whatever i wanted whenever i wanted um yeah. but definitely wiser it did take like after i turned 18 i did go to jail a few times it took like the last time to be in jail to like really for it to click um like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm losing friends. Um, I'm getting myself in more trouble, paying more tickets to the state, which I'm still paying some some things off, but it's a slow process. It's a slow process. A very slow process, right? It takes time? Yes, it's a slow process now. Um, but I'm almost done. It's just, you know, paying the rest of everything and, I feel it'll be, it's not bittersweet. It'll be like a lift, like rocks being lifted off my shoulder once I'm done paying the state back. And, you know, I'll be really happy. That, that, that's what, as soon as it's done, that's when I'll be out of the state. Oh. How's, how's, I can't, God, I'm sorry, say, say that again. 
No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, how's everything now with your job now and wrestling, how you incorporate everything into your life now, doing, you know, working, then wrestling and training, and how, how do you incorporate that? I don't. <laughs> you don't? Um, <laughs> no, um, I, I wake up, I go on, I wake up, I go for a jog, clear my mind, come back home, I'll make something to eat, then I'll go to my shoot job, and I work, um, I work at, it's a, the name is kind of funny, it's a convenience store, but the store is called Come and Go, which if you're not from Oklahoma, <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> Come and Go, oh, nice, yeah. nice ring to it. <laughs> it's Come with a K. Oh, okay. So it's spelled K-O-M-E, right? That's... K-U-M oh, K and Go. Oh, wow, interesting, okay. <laughs> interesting spelling, oh, so... <laughs> Is it really good there? Is it okay? You get treated well? And... Um, it's definitely not a Bucky's. If you ever been to a Bucky's, <laughs> I don't think they, they don't have that around my way. Wow, what is no, it? No, this is not a but. But Bucky's is probably like the greatest gas station ever. It's like if Walmart and like a better. It's like if, I can't even explain it. It's just really great. It really is like they like you want a sewing kit. They got a sewing kit. You need something like to clean your grill. They got something for that. You want like a camo outfit for your dog. They got that. Oh my god. You want <laughs> yeah. You, you want some beef jerky. They make it there fresh. Wow. Like, you, you want peanuts. Like what? What kind of peanuts do you want? Pecans. You want almonds. Honey, They're honey like cashews. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and their their bathrooms. I'm always fascinated by their bathrooms because I go in there and it's always clean. Nothing on the counters. Like it doesn't smell horrible in there. Like someone's always in there cleaning it. It's really great. <laughs> if you ever, if, yeah, when you come through Texas, go to a Bucky's. I'm pretty sure anyone else would recommend it as well. Wow. Um. Are are you <laughs> are you in a relationship now? Do you have a boyfriend? I do. Uh, he's another worker. Oh, someone's weed eating. <laughs> I live across the street from a nursing home, so they're always over there, like keeping everything. Fresh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have a boyfriend. Um, his name's CJ Ward. He, he just started his career, too, but he's mostly training at DFW Academy down there in Arlington, Texas. Okay. But, I mean, he... Uh, we've, we, we've met at, at a Mid-South show in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Have you ever been in the and ring I, with him? In the ring with him? Are you wrestling him, or...? No. Never? Yeah, uh, okay. I've no, I've, I've trained with him, like, on two separate occasions, and one time we, like, just started chaining and rolling around, and long story short, I mean, I was able to, like, whip out some things on him, so I think I can out-wrestle him. Oh. But okay. now, yeah. But no now no pun intended, done. right? No pun intended when you mean whip out something <laughs> no on No pun intended. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. No, he, 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 he's, he's a good athlete. He, he loves football and all that. And um, he's a good wrestler. And yeah, he's down He's down in Texas. Ho hopefully I'll be down there with him too. But as for now, we've just been at least 100 to 200 miles apart the entire time that we've been dating. You know, how is, you know, I, you get all these different, you know, people saying, oh, long distance doesn't work. How do you make long distance work? How do you do it? long distance relationship mm -hmm. and it sucks <laughs> it's horrible 
It's the worst idea. No one should ever do it. Um, but the, the, the times that we even have time together, it like it, it makes seeing each other like that much more special. And then yeah. it was like being away from each other for like two weeks. Like right now, I seen him last Thursday because a good friend of mine got married and he was my date. But I'm not going to see him again until the 15th for a few hours because we're working the same show in Oklahoma City. Oh my God! How do you? Ooh, how do you do it? Jeez. <laughs> uh, a lot of FaceTime. Um, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> a lot of phone calls. Yeah, yeah. But then it's just it's just like from what he said, it's just a lot of trust. Yeah, you know that's you know. You know you're not doing nothing. He knows he's not doing nothing. So that's you know. And then you have you have work and you have wrestling. So you pretty much, mm-hmm. you know. I always say the moment you start fleeing is when you're getting bored and you're not doing anything. So as long as you're doing something and you're keeping your mind occupied, then you're gonna be fine. Yeah, it's my my. I always have like thoughts going in and out. Like I'm I'm always I like. It, if you give me some duct tape, some string, and a stick, I'm going to find something to do with it. And I'm going to have fun, like, creating whatever sort of shit that I'm doing. Like, what? Well, give me an example. Like, what would you be thinking about? Uh, I'll try and probably, like, build my own little garden with the sticks and then, like, have the <laughs> duct tape, like, be around in it and maybe find some flowers or something. And I don't know. I could I could use some. I could do something with it. You're like a female MacGyver. How about that? <laughs> that and just really bored. bored. I have a lot of like creativity in my mind that I try to like put out there. Some of it doesn't work, and I probably should have kept it inside. Um, but one idea that I had, and I'm really glad that I got to do it. Uh, it was my promo video for Sabotage. Yeah. Uh, probably about a month ago and I had to practice that tiger roll because the hula hoop like it was like it wasn't a good height it was too low or it's too high I kept hitting my head on the ground and I keep going (laughs) over and over like I had bruises on the middle of my spine just doing it over and over trying to get it perfectly and I I did that uh, video all in one take wow really one take that's all it took yeah I wish I would have, if, if I would have done it again, I probably would have fucked it up, like, towards the end, uh, trying to, like, t- talk about the promotion and the show and all of that. Oh. How did you get involved with Sabotage? Tell me the embryonic stages of you and Sabotage. Um, my colleague Skylar Slice was like, hey, do you want to go work this show with me? I was like, yeah. He's like, this is just man. I messaged that man, and it was that. <laughs> it was Brian, right? You messaged Brian Cervantes. Yeah. And what, yeah. what, what did you exactly say to Brian? Like, how did it? Um, I, I, I just kept it short and sweet. He's like, hey, I would really like to work your promotion. Would you love to have me? He's like, yep, I got you down. Oh, it was, wow. It was like, yeah, it was kind of quick and easy. Um, I, was in, I was involved with that. Uh, uh, it was a gauntlet match. Yeah. Who yeah. Who was the participants in the gauntlet match? It was uh, me, Skylar Slice, and Calista, which uh, the fans there didn't know us individually. They just call us the Oklahoma girls. Yeah. And there's a few there's a few fans like, yeah, I want a picture with the Oklahoma girls. Like, oh. they didn't know who we were, what our names were. They just knew it was Oklahoma girls. Um, 
And then Ruby Rays was in it. Angela Blue, or Angel Blue, she was in there. Uh, Chrissy James. Yeah. Uh, who else was in there? Um, Caitlin Diamond. Yeah. And Alley Cat. Okay. And Baby D. Oh, okay. And um, if anybody hasn't really seen your wrestling style, they haven't seen you, like, how would you describe your wrestling style like? I will do anything and everything imaginable. I, I always like channel my inner Sabu. My Sabu is my favorite wrestler that got me into wrestling. That really? got me hooked on wanting to keep watching it more and more. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. I, 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 I never heard anybody say that. I want, yeah. No, eventually I want to be like him, maybe less bloody, yeah. you know? Maybe less barbed wire yeah. and less glass and less of the sharpness. Oh. But, and, and, and other than that, like, I'm, I'm all for, like, cross bodies. And I've never done a suicide dive, but I wouldn't hesitate to do it. Um, I, I don't have to protect myself, and everyone else knows how to protect themselves. So I'm just going to not think about it and just go for it. But that, that's basically that's basically it. I do a lot of drop kicks, though. Actually, yeah. Now I think about it. I do a lot of <laughs> drop kicks. Uh, how, how, do, how do you drop kick? You know, there's different ways of drop kicking. Do you do it where you land on your chest or just the, the drop kick where you land on your back? Or um, I, I do it when I land on my chest. Oh, okay. I do a lot of, like, yeah, I, I'll do, like, high drop kicks, um, baseball slide drop kicks. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm working on, I'm working, like, a different little spot that involves another drop kick, which I'm going to whip out on someone next friday at sabotage so hopefully they'll be okay with that but you never know some people aren't yeah are you looking forward to being in the upcoming sabotage event i really am looking forward to it i'm also looking forward to the seminar with kevin harvey beforehand because i mean i I could brush up on my promo skills but he he, he's really smart uh business-wise and marketing-wise so it'll be really good to like uh learn from him what he what advice he would have for all of us besides Sabu being an inspiration to you do you have any female um, wrestlers that inspire you to or any like girls you want to get I would say girl, women you want to get involved with like you haven't wrestled yet um, no uh, Luna Vachon was pretty cool she was pretty yeah. badass Bull Nakano she was also equally as badass um, mm-hmm. who else I mean, th- those two are the only two that really pop out of my head growing up. Because um, I mainly just watch ECW, and besides Jazz, like, she kind of scared me a little bit when I was younger. <laughs> she was just too tough for me. Too tough. Still tough. I would love to meet her. Um, but yeah, I-, I grew up with ECW. I didn't even know WWF or WCW existed until, like, after the Monday Night Wars, like whenever I guess WCW was bought out by WWF. Oh wow! So you like a hard like the people you like Luna Vachon, <laughs> Bull Nakano, Sabu. It's like you like the hardcore aspect of it, and you like the women who are tough. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I really do. I, I mean, I, I, I like to think of myself as you know, I, I can take a lot, like. I can take a punch, you know, yeah. I can take a kick, you know, I, I can take the ladders and the chairs. I mean, I'll just, you know, it, it'll only hurt for like, a, what, a second, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But then you have all that adrenaline going. Um, but I just like that whole, like, hardcore, like, gnarly uh, scene 
where you're like, oh shit, they really just hit him with that. I was like, oh damn, did you see him land that <laughs> land that way? Like, is he gonna get back up? Yeah. You know, I I, I really like I love I love all of that. No. And I I want to like progress into that, but for now, you know, I'm just just now getting my toes wet. I'm just. Of course, my character is not hardcore, is not any of those things. <laughs> it's very quirky, very oddball and everything. But, you know, that's what, when I came up with the that character, uh, my character, it was mainly all just to, like, catch eyes. Yeah. Just to stand out. And then hopefully they would keep watching me whenever I got into the ring and hopefully my training and, you know, my athleticism will catch, like, keep their eyes on me. Um, but I'd rather be known as that girl with the hula hoop than, oh, just, just that other girl. I don't remember her name, but it's that girl. <laughs> but I, I need, I, I, that, that's what my PB character is, just, just catch the eyes. And then hopefully, whatever I do in the ring, like, it keeps, keeps going further and further. Yeah. I'm really good at getting beaten up, so, you know, you can look forward to that. <laughs> um, um, what, is, what is your height? Like, what's your height and your, like, measurements? Like, are you, like, 5'4", five, 5'5"? Five, five? You look small. I'm 5'4". Look at that. I got that right. 5'4"? Yep. Like, 120? Yep. 120? 130? Oh, bless you, sweet child. No, <laughs> I'm, like, 145. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Bless you, sweet child. <laughs> 145 well you don't look it at all (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so much um i'm trying to get into you know exercise it's just i don't like picking heavy things up yeah um i don't like i'm I'm not like i fake being an athlete like i can run for miles and miles and miles like like if, if I were to go for, like, a light jog, say, like, at a 10-minute pace per mile, I could keep going until I hit three miles before I stop running. Like, I, I, I'm good at that. Okay. I'm good at that because I can just lose myself in my jams or, like, I, I have this app called Zombie Run, and you just listen to a podcast story, and you're just trying to save the world from zombies, and you're running from zombies, so you're listening to music and, like, a story about the apocalypse the zombie apocalypse so or i'll like put that on or then or or I, I sometimes i don't even need my headphones i like the you know being outside and listening to birds and the wind and just keep going um again i i think it has more to do with like run, being a runaway when i was younger in foster care and just keep running like I, I remember like when I did run away from my foster homes or uh, from the police at that time I just would just keep looking for it and I just keep going I didn't know where I was going I just kept going so um, I'm good at that the whole like mountain climbers and box jumps and like deadlifts and stuff yeah. it's hard it's hard for me that's why I don't I don't do a whole lot of power moves just because I mean, I'm sure I can pick pick them up, but um, they they would have to be like itty bitty for me to like feel comfortable to like that I won't drop them. Like, like uh, what's her name? Machiko San. Yeah. yeah. So someone like her size. Oh, okay. Um, I see you have someone a. Someone small. I was. I see you have a tattoo there. What kind of tattoo you have? 
This one? Yeah. Oh, I got this when I was 17. It was from, uh, it's, it's, we're still friends. Um, it's supposed to be a rose with butterfly wings. Oh, wow. uh, I got okay. it with my friend. Uh, but at that time, I'm not going to say any names, but at that time, you know, we were in a drug house. We were under some substances. So when she drew it out, she made it this small, which is supposed to make it bigger, so we can actually tell it's a rose of butterfly wings. Yeah. But she didn't, cause she, you know she was under. We were all under the influence, and that's that's what it was. She's like, oh, well, I can make it bigger. I was like, well, there's no point in getting a matching tattoo if we're not matching. Oh shit. So to, to some people it looks like a little frog. Yeah. Other people it looks like a stamp. Yeah. Like I just, I just, I just say it's a stamp. Understand. <laughs> Any other tattoos, or that's all you have? Yeah, I have. Uh, I have some butterflies on my left side of my ribs, and I have one. Like, I have two diamonds, one on each hip, and then I have the word "stay strong" written on my wrist. Oh, that's great! That's great. Are you planning on getting any more? Yeah, I, I want to get some sunflowers and kind of put it with my butterflies as if it's like, like, like a little garden. Like I want like a little garden on my left side. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You know. Um. What well, so far? I you know I know we talked about your upgrade upbringing. And I know you had a really tough life. Um. Um, do you, um, how do you feel about kids in the future? Is this something that you're thinking about or not even on your radar as of yet? It's not on my radar. Um, I, if it happens, you know, it happens, um, not to make, like, turn, like, anything into a sob story, but, I mean, I did have, I did lose two of them. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Those of them were, yeah. like, on two separate occasions, completely by pure accident. Uh, reverting back to my earlier story of like just cutting the shit and like not like cut, cutting the bad people out was I remember it was like two years ago the year that I decided to go start training was I think I was I mean real I was addicted to methamphetamine, um, on and off. I tried it my first time when I was 16, um, but I, I did it on and off up until I was about 22, 23. Um, but then it was the last year I got heavily involved with it, especially with one of my coworkers at that time, which, you know, I've a different story. She's done. She's healthy. She's married. She's uh, mended her relationship with her parents, and you know her and her kids are in a better spot now. But then, you know, she was my dealer. Wow. Uh, I I remember I was I was sprung out about a week. I didn't eat the whole week, and then I went on like a three day alcohol venture. Uh, ended up getting alcohol poisoning uh, that same day. In my body, I had too much meth in my body that it overheated while I was, like, in the hospital, um, but they, they did all that they could, but since they knew that I was under the influence and I did it to myself, like, they basically just discharged me, they, they got me the fluids I needed, but then they didn't keep me overnight or observe me or anything, uh, they just, like, all right, well, she didn't die, so you can go, uh, and 
but it was that same night she came over and all, I, I remember like bits and pieces, a little bit blurry, a little bit sketchy, uh, but I was in the apartment and my upstairs neighbor started yelling at me saying that she's trying to sleep at three o'clock in the morning, but I'm keeping her up because all the ambulances were at my apartment. Again, I was, I had alcohol poisoning and, um, when I got back, police got called back again, and I ended up getting tackled by some police as well and had to get handcuffed. And that was in the spot that I saw my meth dealer. We got booked two hours apart, and she had about, like, seven ounces, an unregistered gun, and she was in a stolen vehicle. And she got pulled over after she left my apartment before I went. To, uh, yeah, she left she got pulled over after she left my apartment after I got back from the hospital from alcohol poisoning. Oh my god, I'm sorry to hear that. Holy shit. Yeah, it was definitely a crazy, crazy night. Um, they never gave me a pregnancy test. Turned out that I was pregnant at that, that time. But, but, you know, drinking and doing those drugs, it killed it. And, you know, if I were to have a child, preferably a girl... I mean, I would have named her Phoebe. So that's where the Phoebe name came from. So I definitely want to keep Phoebe. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to add any more into that. Um, but I, I, like, I, I, I've always loved that name. I've done. But uh, now that I'm finishing up my school, I'm finishing up my degree, um, wrestling more, living a relatively a much better healthy lifestyle than I don't think I could have I was ever capable of living especially if you would have asked me two years ago um but kids maybe I do love kids I'm I'm definitely a big kid I have responsibilities go in one ear out the other but then you know I'll like catch it before it like completely leaves my space and take care of it um I would definitely love to have kids, but not right now. Ask me in like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, my final question for you, Phoebe, is what would the Phoebe of today tell the Phoebe of yesterday? Oh, the Phoebe of today would tell the Phoebe yesterday. Well, you made it this far, kid. Let's, let's keep going. Let's see, what, let's see what else we could do. Let's just keep evolving. Uh, and there's really not much I could tell tell my old self i think i've i've definitely been through more than most kids growing up should go through um but then i've even met kids when i was in foster care that's been way way worse than i have so i mean i i always like if someone always says that they had a bad day you know i'm never gonna like put my life throw my life in their face well i've been through this i went through that it's just it happens it happens like people make stupid ass mistakes all the time and it won't until you hit rock bottom three or four times but you know as long as you have the same support system that you've had from day one until now just to even like i don't know i don't know what i would say yeah right here that's that's awesome, Phoebe. Um, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>